Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The opening game in the World Cup for the U.S. Men's National Team finished in a devastating 1-1 draw, a draw that feels more and more like a loss because it felt like the U.S., really was able to execute more of they wanted to do and, and really denied Wales a lot of what they wanted to do. It felt like the U.S. came away with the better opportunities, but the team that creates the better opportunities does not always win the game. Such is life, such is soccer, such is this cruel, cruel, beautiful sport. That's how it opened for the U.S. Today, we are taking a deep dive into the U.S.'s opening game against Wales. We're going to explore the game tactically, uh, see why things played out the way that they did, uh, see what the U.S. could have done better and see where they really could have capitalized because it really felt like they left a lot of opportunities on the table. All that and more on this episode of The Yank Report. What's up? My name is Sam. This is The Yank Report, a show about all things American soccer. If you're into that, if you're new here, hit the subscribe button. We're going to bring you some a ton of coverage during this World Cup. Uh, if you really want to support the channel, you can become a subscriber. You can hit the like button, but you could also become a member. Members directly support the channel. Shout out to the Tier 2 members who keep this thing going. Going. Now, without further ado, let's check out how the U.S. lined up tactically. But before we do that, here's a word from this week's sponsor. Football is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. So the U.S. opened the game in their classic 4-3-3 shape. And remember, the way that the U.S. runs the 4-3-3 uh, is oftentimes a midfielder will drop into that left-back position. In this case, it was Eunice Musa. Uh, Anthony Robinson will head to the top of the picture where he is your wide left attacker. Christian Pulisic will tuck into that nominal eight attacking midfielder slot. Wes McKinney will be opposite him in the other eight attacking midfielder slot. And Tim Wayatt will be on the right. Now, this is interesting because I think throughout World Cup qualifying, especially in the Costa Rica game, we saw some really good connectivity between Serginho Dest, Tim Weah, and Yunus Musa on the right flank. I was disappointed that we didn't replicate that here. Throughout the game, we saw Wes McKinney in that right channel and Yunus Musa on the left. And I think we didn't really get that connective tissue from uh, the mckinney Weah dest partnership that we've seen before with Musa in that spot. McKinney kind of had an off-and-on game th throughout this and, and really fell off towards the end. More on that later. Now, a theme throughout the match would be really poor set pieces from Christian Pulisic. Two minutes in, we get our first set piece here. Pulisic lines it up and puts it into a spot that's easily defended by Wales. This would be uh, something frequently seen throughout this game. Right around the three-minute mark, we get to see how the U.S. is opening their defensive shape against Wales. Um, it is that classic 4-3-3 shape, and we see the line of confrontation is is high. Um, it's it's not full-on press. We are allowing the especially the Wales goalkeeper to handle the ball and, and the furthest back uh, Welsh center backs, but we are really cutting it off there, and we're really inviting Wales to play long balls over the top, and, and that really was the story throughout the first half. Wales was really struggling to pass it out of the back. Uh, they were playing a lot of long balls over the top, and the U.S. was absolutely gobbling them up. 
whether it was our center backs winning the balls or our midfield just winning all the second balls. It felt like the MMA midfield won every single second ball opportunity, both on offense and defense throughout the first half. Four minutes in, we get another corner kick from Christian Pulisic. Once again, this one does not beat the first Welsh defenders and is easily dealt with. A theme throughout the night. Here's the first, I think, really dangerous moment where the U.S. Uh, broke through the Wales defensive line. Uh, in this moment, Serginho Dest has the ball uh, around the center circle on, on, on the right channel. Uh, Tim Weah actually checks back right here. He had been playing pretty high about where you see um, Anthony Robinson at the top of your screen. But he checks back right here to Serginho Dest and he pulls the Wales left back with him. When Des receives the ball back from Wea, Wea turns and immediately runs in behind, and you can see that space open up for Wea. If Des can play a good ball in behind here, then, then the U.S. attack is on. He is able to do so, and Wea, in one of the more technically uh, quality moments for the U.S. attack, is able to take this ball down and fire across right across it, just an immediate cross uh, right across the back, the Welsh back line. Um, unfortunately, in this moment, I think we see that uh, Josh Sargent actually has his defender beat. So maybe if Wea uh, takes a, a second before he hits this ball across, he can actually square it to Josh Sargent, who potentially has a tap in right here. But instead, Wea fires it right across that back line. And it actually, uh, it, the, the Welsh defender, the Welsh center back, can do nothing but head it straight back to his keeper. I think luckily for Wales, it, it went directly to the keeper and he was able to defend it. But certainly a nervy moment for, for Wales. And I think you can see in this in this last slide that that Sargent actually had the back post to himself. And if, if, if Tim Weah could have uh, chosen that pass instead of the immediate cross ball, cross box pass, potentially the U.S. go one up right here. Uh, still a very threatening moment in the eighth minute. Immediately after that, the U.S. is able to regain possession as they so often did in this first half. Like I said, the MMA midfield was gobbling up every second ball. Uh, and, and in this uh, opportunity, uh, it's Anthony Robinson who is able to uh, win the ball and, and get down to that left flank. And he's able to put a cross into Josh Sargent, who is attacking the near post. Uh, Sargent has a really nice glancing header that whenever I first watched it, I wasn't sure how close this ball actually was. But whenever you see the reverse angle, you can see it actually hits the outside of the of the near post. So um, a, a really direct opportunity. So two quick opportunities for the U.S. early on in the game, um, showing that the U.S. can, in fact, get behind this Welsh back line. Whenever it does, uh, they do have some ideas in, in breaking it down. Now, we didn't know this at the time, but I think this might have been the last successful cross of the game for the U.S. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think it might be. It also, I believe, was Josh Sargent's last shot on goal for the U.S. Uh, so disappointing that uh, we were able to create these moments early on, but, but struggled to do so throughout the game. Now, one thing that we did not see a lot of throughout this game was balls directly to the feet of the of the U.S. striker um, whenever we had the ball in possession. Uh, it seemed like the way that the Welsh defense was setting up, that they were trying to take away the middle. And it seemed like what they were really baiting the U.S. into doing was playing balls through the middle so that they could get a turnover and run directly at the U.S. defense. Uh, this was one of the few moments in the first half where we see a, a player actually play it into Josh Sargent's feet. It's Tim Ream right here. He spots this alleyway uh, to Josh Sargent. He plays it into his feet, and unfortunately, Sargent is unable to deal with it. Uh, he coughs it up, and it does lead to an immediate Welsh counterattack. Now, luckily, uh, 
Tyler Adams is able to clean this up. Uh, but it could have been bad news for the U.S. for sure. Uh, so I, I think this says a couple of things. I think, first of all, the game plan for the U.S. coming in, I think, was to attack the spaces that were available, which were the flanks of, of the Welsh defense. Um, and I think to be really patient and pick your spots uh, and not turn the ball over to this Welsh defense that was really looking to counterattack. Uh, I think both teams did a really good job at being patient and picking their spots throughout the game. This was one of the few opportunities that the U.S. really tried this pass, and it certainly didn't come off. Here in the 25th minute, we see a, a transition moment. This is one of the few times you'll see most of the Wales defense uh, actually in front of the ball uh, as opposed to behind it. The U.S. is able to uh, win back possession in a transition moment, and Tim Weah has the right flank. Uh, he's attacking a back line that's a bit disorganized. Uh, he actually spots an alleyway directly to Josh Sargent, so another moment where the U.S. is attempting to play it into the feet of the striker. Sargent lets, him, lets the ball bypass him, and it goes to Christian Pulisic's feet. Um, a, a moment here where the, 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 it feels like the Welsh defense is undone, and potentially our danger man can, can create a moment here for, uh, for the U.S. To, to put a shot on goal. The attack sort of sputters and, and gets recycled and eventually finds Anthony Robinson out on the left flank, but this is actually a very advantageous position for the U.S. If you look at the bottom of your screen you can see you can see two of the U.S.'s better aerial attackers in Weston McKinney and Tim Weah um, attacking the near post and the far post and are probably our best crosser of the ball in Anthony Robinson in the position where he likes to cross it from uh, I think this is really advantageous position here if Anthony Robinson can put a ball a good quality ball in the box for either Weston or, or Tim to go and attack. Uh, this is a good opportunity for the U.S. to get a, a goal scoring opportunity. Uh, unfortunately, the ball is kind of in between Weston and Tim and the Wales uh, center back is able to deal with it. Disappointing because this is a look that I think if you're the U.S. you really want. I mean, you can see uh, Tim Weah is a, has a step on the Welsh defender to the back post and uh, Weston McKinney is probably winning that race to the near post, uh, but the ball just is, is not quite up to the moment and, and is easily defended by the Welsh. In the 28th minute, we get a Musa moment. You knew it was coming. Musa picks up the ball uh, just uh, basically on the borderline of, of the defensive third for the U.S. and just attacks, just starts running by people. And he carries it all the way down to essentially the attacking third of the Welsh line. Uh, at this point, he cuts it back and he finds an on-running Serginho Des, and he plays a really nice ball in stride. And, and this is the moment of the game where I look back on and I'm just... Oh, this is a difficult one for me because if you look at this position right here, uh, the Welsh def defense is completely disorganized. They are leaning towards the right side of the pitch. Um, the ball has transitioned to the other side of the pitch, so they are uh, scrambling to get back. We we've got a situation where the Welsh left back is caught in two minds right here, trying to decide whether to step to Dest or to maintain um, defending uh, Tim Weah. Weah is basically out alone on an island and just has the entire flank of the Welsh defense um, to his own. Uh, Weah has been the most dangerous attacker for the U.S., in my opinion, throughout this game and really throughout World Cup qualifying. He's been playing extremely dangerous balls across the box uh, for the U.S. and for Lille throughout his career. Uh, if Des plays the ball to Weah right here, you really feel like it's going to be a dangerous, dangerous moment for the U.S. We fast forward a little bit, and we can see that Serginho decides instead to take a shot, uh, and, and the shot goes right into the front row. An incredibly disappointing moment. I think whenever you see just like the moment of impact for Serginho, whenever he still had an opportunity to kind of choose what he wanted to do, 
he whenever he steps to that ball and looks like he's going to shoot, he freezes all three Welsh defenders in front of him. The center back, who is actually potentially guarding Weston McKinney running to the near post, stops and, and, and acknowledges uh, uh, Dest's potential shot. The, the left back, who is guarding Tim Weah, fully commits to Dest here. If Dest just decides, instead of taking the shot, to just lay it across for, for Weah, Weah has the opportunity to potentially shoot himself, to play in Weston McKinney to the near post, or to find Christian Pulisic, who has a step on his defender to the back post. Just a really unfortunate moment in the game right here. Here's the reverse angle where you can see that Weston McKinney, uh, there's nothing stopping him from getting to that near post. And, and Christian Pulisic, uh, if the ball goes out the way, I think the center back guarding Christian Pulisic has to step towards Weston McKinney. I think that gives up the, the, the back post to Christian Pulisic right here. Just a really frustrating moment to look back on for U.S. Men's National Team fans. In the 29th minute, we get a moment where Weston McKinney actually does combine well with Dest and Weah. Um, I believe it's Walker Zimmerman playing a pass into Weston's feet, and he uh, plays a first-time ball square to Serginho Dest. Dest has the midfield for Wales beaten, and he's running on to uh, the Welsh back line. In another second, the Welsh left back is going to have to step to Serginho Dest to honor his, his attack, which is going to give up the flank to Tim Weah. But you also have Christian Pulisic attacking the slot right here which is a very advantageous position for the U.S. Um, if, if Des can spot that run from Pulisic and, and play him in right here. Let's see what uh, Serginho does. So instead, he dribbles too far, and he just gets the ball taken away from him. You can see Pulisic standing in the slot, gesturing to his feet, just wondering why Serginho didn't play that ball. Really frustrating uh, decision-making right there from Serginho. He just holds on to it a bit too long there. And that, that was the recurring theme, I think, for the U.S. There was a bunch of moments where the U.S. lacked poise and possession and just ran straight at the Welsh defense and got dispossessed. Uh, Pulisic did it. Musa did it. Aronson did it. Um, Anthony Robinson did it. A lot of guys did it throughout the game. Uh, frustrating, frustrating opportunities for the U.S. because this is this is moments where we really could have hurt Wales. In the 34th minute, we get the start of the goal sequence for the U.S. I believe this starts with a Welsh goal kick. Uh, the U.S. are able to win the second ball, which they did throughout the game. Anthony Robinson pings it forward to Christian Pulisic, who plays it back to Yunus Musa, who hits it forward for Josh Sargent. And Josh Sargent, in his best moment of the match, is able to be strong here, and he's able to chest it down into the path of Christian Pulisic. Uh, Pulisic just bursts into that space and has the Welsh back line exactly where he wants him. This is where Christian Pulisic has made a ton of money throughout his career. Tim Weah, one, probably the best uh, off-the-ball runner that the U.S. has. Uh, spots where he needs to attack. He's going to run directly behind the center center back for the Welsh team. Uh, he's got his defender beaten. Uh, this run is going to give Christian Pulisic the opportunity to either make the pass or cut to his right and attack the Welsh goal. Pulisic takes another step in order to make the defense fully commit before laying it off to Tim Weah, who has attacked that space. Weah, calm as you like, uh, has the poise and the moment to understand exactly how much time he has and to take the time that he needed to set up the shot, and he slips it right under the Welsh keeper to make it one nothing USA. Goal for Tim Weah. Incredible moment from Christian Pulisic. We really see his class in this moment. The reason why he is a Chelsea attacker, the reason why he's got his face on all the pictures for the U.S. for the World Cup is because he's capable of moments like those. And we see what the U.S. missed in September with Tim Weah and just all the things that he brings to this attack, his clever running, and then his poise in the big moment. And, and he, 
he, he doesn't miss whenever the, the U.S. needs it the most, and it's one nothing for the U.S. right before halftime. And this was a huge moment in the match for the U.S. I think Wales were being very disciplined in their defense and, and really waiting for the U.S. to make mistakes that they could then attack and exploit. And the U.S., to their credit, were being very patient with the ball themselves. They were not forcing things into dangerous situations. They were recycling the ball. They were pairing, playing very slow. They were waiting for the moments. They were uh, finding opportunities to disorganize and attack. And, and we finally see it pay off um, in, in this transition moment where Christian Pulisic is able to slip in way and get the goal. In the 38th minute, we see, I think, the beginning of the end for Wes McKinney in this game. You can see him in, in the left part of your screen kind of wincing right there and 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 he, he's going down and holding his groin uh the next shot you see him really grabbing that groin and you can see um on on his right leg that he has what looks to be like a black padding uh right there so this is probably an injury that he came into the game with but I think from this point on he was just not the same player he looked a lot less comfortable and I think he was not running nearly as much as he was prior to this incident uh, so a really disappointing moment for the U.S. in the 38th minute. Right after that, in the 41st, we see Wes McKinney on the ball right here. Uh, he's attempting up to play, I believe, Josh Sargent. Fairly simple pass for by Wes McKinney's standards, and he plays it right to the center back, the, the U.S. lose possession. And then right after that, in the 41st minute again, McKinney has another opportunity to play Josh Sargent, and he just completely misses him. He, he just does not look right uh, following that 38th minute, uh, whatever injury happened to his groin. We go into halftime with the U.S. up one to nothing. It was all the U.S. at this point. Wales had done very little in this game. It seemed like that was part of Wales' plan, though, but it also felt like because the U.S. got the goal, the Welsh were going to have to open up a little bit. They make the tactical switch by bringing in Kiefer Moore, um, who's a, I believe he's like 6'5 or 6'4, something like that, a really tall striker, uh, to pair up top with Gareth Bale. Uh, this changes the game a lot, I, I think. Number one, because Moore is able to go up and, and win a lot of balls in the air. Uh, but I think also because Wales just opted to uh, to play into the channels a lot more and attack the U.S. You can see almost immediately that Wales begin playing balls into the channel. This is one I believe Walker Zimmerman goes down to defend against Moore. Wales did not often create a lot of danger out of these uh, moments, but it was a lot different than the first half where they were just not creating anything at all. In the 48th minute, we get another moment of, of just like really tough decision making from uh, the U.S. attack. Here, uh, Christian Pulisic has the ball around midfield, um, and you can see Wes McKinney right in the middle, uh, just acres of space in front of him to attack. Uh, at, at the bottom of your screen, I believe that is Tyler Adams making an attacking run down the left flank. And of course, we have Tim Weah and Josh Sargent attacking the middle. Uh, for all the world, I mean, I was screaming, just play it to uh, McKinney right here. But Pulisic attempts a ball over the top to Weah and just skies it right to the to the keeper. Another moment where the U.S. really had an opportunity to create a dangerous play uh, on the Welsh attack and, and just really just made a really poor decision. In the 48th minute, we can see the Welsh defense once again attempting a ball into the channel. This time, Tim Ream is, is a little nervous about it, and he puts it right out of bounds. But you can see that the Welsh are beginning to find a foothold in this game by just repeatedly attacking that channel, uh, particularly the, the channel between uh, Tim Ream and uh, Anthony Robinson. In the 55th minute, we see Wes McKinney once again have an opportunity on the ball, and he, I believe, plays it out of bounds right here and then goes down and grabs his leg immediately. 
you could tell that he's hurting, man. He he was just not the same player once he came back from halftime. Uh, I was a bit disappointed that we didn't take him out earlier because I, I felt like at this point he was more or less hurting the team. He was still putting in a shift defensively, but he was not getting up the field in the attack. And the U.S. were essentially playing with 10 men at that point. Around the 60th minute, Wales really start putting some crosses into the box. Now, they were crossing it in, but I don't think that they were advantageous crosses at all. You can see on this one, uh, the U.S. has it marked up pretty good. And Wales, just like the U.S., were really struggling to make accurate crosses. So we have one here in the 58th. Uh, we have another one here in the 58th minute from the other flank. And then in the 58th again from the same, from, from the right flank, uh, they once again try. Uh, but all of them are inaccurate. In the 61st minute, we get Weston McKinney's last positive involvement in the game, sort of his last gasp in this game. We see Tim Weah with the ball um, right around the center line, um, and he has a defender in front of him. Uh, this time, Weston McKinney is positioned more or less in the right winger position for the U.S. Tim Weah is able to slip it by his defender and play it to Weston McKinney's feet, and Weston McKinney pulls off one of his slicker moments of the match and and hits a back heel around the corner uh, of his Welsh defender, which gives Tim Weah, Tim Weah is just a way right here. Now, Tim Weah does something um, a little cheeky. He, he attempts a first-time powerful cross all the way uh, across the field to Christian Pulisic, and it's 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 an inch perfect cross to to be uh, fair to to Tim Weah. Um, unfortunately, the Welsh defender was onto it and is able to time it just right and, and meet Christian at the ball. In the 63rd minute, we get Wales's probably best attempt on goal in open play. It comes off of a free kick. The ball kind of bounces around a little bit and eventually finds uh, a Welsh attacker making a run. Uh, he heads it towards the crossbar right at uh, Matt Turner. Matt Turner is able to rise up and palm it over the bar. Now, this was a really spectacular looking save. I don't know. D depending on which replay you watch, it looked like it could have been uh, heading over the bar anyway. Uh, but it, it's nice to see Turner being that shop stopper that we know that he is. In the 65th minute, Weston McKinney finally gets pulled for Brendan Aronson, and you can see him immediately start uh, messing with, I guess, his groin. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but he's definitely bothered by something. Uh, he immediately pulls off that black strap that was on his leg. Uh, we can see the tape on his leg, and he he's just uncomfortable. Uh, nervous moment here because we don't know what this means for Wes for the rest of the tournament. Uh, I, I think he came into this tournament with an injury. He, he didn't seem like he was going to be 90 minutes match fit throughout the tournament, but uh, hopefully he'll be ready to go for England because we're definitely going to need him for the rest of the tournament. But clearly, uh, he was uncomfortable about about his injury throughout this game. Brendan Aronson comes on and immediately starts making a positive impact. Uh, I think that Weston McKinney just wasn't bringing us much at all in that position, so anything from anyone was an improvement at that point. Um, here, Brendan Aronson wins a ball around the midfield and creates a transition opportunity for Christian Pulisic to attack. And this is the moment where uh, a, a lot of fans have circled as, as a really tough moment to look back on because, as you can see, when, when Christian Pulisic gets the ball... Tim Weah is ahead of his man and, and is making a run directly at goal. Uh, the central center back for Wales is just has no idea that, that Weah is even there. And any ball in, in this entire general vicinity of the right flank would have been a ball that Weah could have run onto. Uh, Weah could have taken a shot right there. He potentially could have found Sargent or he could have found a cutback to Christian Pulisic in this spot. Just a, I mean, just a super advantageous position for the U.S. Uh, unfortunately, Christian Pulisic opts instead 
to play Josh Sargent to the left flank, um, and he overcooks it for Josh Sargent. So uh, the chance is lost, and, and Wales is able to regain by the time Sargent gets the ball. In the 66th minute, Brendan Aronson this time is attacking the Welsh back line. This is a position that we've seen Brendan Aronson in for Leeds a, a lot recently, and, and this is where you want Brendan Aronson running with the ball. Once again, Tim Weah is out wide right and, and has an opportunity to attack the right flank. Tim Weah, the dude who's been like the most dangerous man for the U.S. throughout this game and, and potentially throughout World Cup qualifying, and for some reason his teammates just refuse to pass him the ball in space. Once again, Brendan Aronson just runs until uh, the Welsh are able to dispossess him. A frustrating moment here. In the 69th minute, we get this moment from Christian Pulisic, which I think really encapsulates the U.S.'s inability to uh, put in scary crosses throughout the game. Here, Christian Pulisic has the ball on the right flank, and he uh, is attempting to put in a ball. Now, to be fair, Wales has this pretty well defended. There's not a lot of opportunity uh, for the U.S. to, to really uh, make something happen here. But once again, Christian Pulisic's cross is defended by the first defender. He's an a- unable to get it through number four here. Uh, now, the ball is rebounded and finds Gareth Bale, and Christian Pulisic has one of his better defensive moments of the game and is able to wrestle the ball away from Gareth Bale. And here we have our danger man uh, on the end line, in behind the Welsh defense uh, with an unbalanced Welsh defense. And once again, he's unable to get it past number four. So number four makes a a heroic stand against Christian Pulisic twice in a row uh, in the 69th minute. Now, by this time in the match, you could tell that both sides were just very tired. There there was a lot of tired legs on the field, both for Wales and for the U.S. It was really dying out for some subs. Uh, in the 72nd minute, this was one of Eunice Moose's last involvements in the game. Uh, Wales attempts a ball out to the right flank to their right wing back. Uh, Musa is able to anticipate this and step in and intercept this ball. He's able to attack um, the, the the Welsh back line in an advantageous position for the U.S. It looks like it's a it's like a four on four, kind of depending on how you look at it. Uh, with with runners attacking the goal, Yunus um, Musa takes a penetrating dribble here, kind of forces the Welsh back line to make some decisions and plays it out to Christian Pulisic. Now, this is the position right here uh, on that left channel, attacking the goal right here that Christian Pulisic has earned a ton of money throughout his life. We've seen him do a lot of things from this position over at Chelsea. In this moment, he chooses to get down to the in line and, and play a ball back towards the penalty spot for an oncoming Brendan Aronson. Now, Aronson has made this run a few times in his Leeds career and his U.S. Men's National Team career to great effect. Uh, but at this moment, it, it's... It seems like the ball's a bit too high. It was a really weird moment. It seemed like it was behind between Weah and Aronson, and neither of them really committed to it. Uh, just a weird kind of moment of indecision in the box for the U.S. In the 73rd minute, we get the big substitution moment that I think the game was really calling out for. Uh, Acosta, Haji Wright, and DeAndre Yedlin come in. Josh Sargent, Yunus Musa, and Serginho Des come off. I know this is a very controversial moment because a lot of fans don't like the, uh, particularly the MLS players that are coming on and taking off the European-based players. I get that. Uh, but I think that those players were very tired. The U.S. had 15 minutes to slam the door. Wales were not creating much of anything uh, outside of speculative crosses into the box. And these were defensive subs. Uh, potentially, I would have liked to see Shaq Moore or Joe Scally over DeAndre Yedlin. But that's really the only um, qualm I have with these subs. The other big question mark was about the health of Gio Reyna. Um, it seems at this point that 
Uh, Gio had some tightness in his hamstrings before the game, so Greg elected to not play him. I know there's been some confusion, some back and forth, because Greg said that Gio will be ready to go for England, and Gio said that he's 100%, but um, I, I just don't think that there's a reality where uh, Gio Reyna is, is able and fit to play in this game where he doesn't get put in. Um, I, I know there's a lot of people that question uh, Greg Berhalter's coaching ability, but uh, I mean, that is a that that would be absolutely crazy. And, and I don't think that that's the situation. I think the situation is that Gio Reyna experienced some tightness. There is a potential that you could lose him from the World Cup if he made explosive movements. So uh, they decided to to rest him in this particular game which is really disappointing because I do believe Gio could have impacted this game, uh, but we knew about Gio's injury issues coming in, and I'm assuming that that's what the issue was and why we didn't see him in this game. So immediately after the substitutions in the 74th minute, Matt Turner makes this direct call to Haji Wright, who chests it down for Christian Pulisic. As this play goes on, we once again get Christian Pulisic in his multi-million dollar position, the position that made him a $70 million man for uh, for Chelsea. Uh, he has the opportunity to attack the box. Unfortunately, in this spot, I mean, he doesn't really have much to aim at right here. It's hard to really um, to, to hammer Christian. I mean, Haji's not really in a dangerous spot. Uh, it looks like that's Kellen Acosta who's not in a dangerous spot. Brendan Aronson's not really dangerous. Tim Way is late to the play. Uh, so Christian doesn't really have a lot of options in this moment. He puts it, he squares it back across the box of that penalty spot for Brendan Aronson to run into, but nobody's really able to attack that ball. In the 75th minute, we get another transition moment where the U.S. has something on here. Um, at this time, it's Christian Pulisic once again attacking the left channel. Here we see Anthony Robinson entering the bottom part of your frame, and, and he just puts on the Jets right here. He passes Christian Pulisic up. Uh, Christian plays the ball across to him. And I think we have a really advantageous position here for the U.S. Uh, we have two balls that are on. Uh, I can't tell if that's Tim Weah or, or Haji Wright at, at the top of the screen attacking the, the far post. But you could definitely see Anthony potentially playing a ball to the, to the far post um, and having one of those players run onto it. Or you could t play the other pass, the simpler pass, which is Christian Pulisic, uh, really at, at a really advantageous position for Christian Pulisic with nobody on at the top of the box, where if you play that ball to him, um, it, it's really a dangerous moment for the U.S. and, and really a scary moment for Wales. We can see we advance it a frame further, and, and Christian is just in this plush spot, this prime spot for creating a goal-scoring opportunity. Uh, Anthony actually elects to play that ball to Christian. Unfortunately, he just misses Christian. He just plays in a spot where Christian can't get to it. Uh, and once again, Wales is able to defend it. Once again, it's an easy cleanup for Wales, and the U.S. is not able to create a goal-scoring opportunity off of this look. In the 79th minute, we get the play that creates the penalty for, for Wales. It's once again a ball into that channel. This time you can see Anthony Robinson is back there in the channel defending. You can tell that the U.S. at this point had uh, had looked to be a little bit more defensive and weren't committing as many numbers forward. We had 10 minutes left in the game and we were going to uh, see our way out to that result. Anthony's able to more or less shut down this run. Now there's this controversial moment where the ball potentially went out of bounds right here that was not called by the uh, by the officials. It's hard to see by this particular replay. I'm not sure if there's better replays out there, but I know a lot of people were upset about this moment. Eventually it finds its way uh, back up to some Welsh attackers and it, it bounces off of Tyler Adams and Christian Pulisic and goes out of bounds. 
immediately Wales picks up the ball and, and goes to throw throw in a ball in behind. Uh, Anthony Robinson, Tyler Adams, and Kellen Acosta are all uh, caught a bit flat right here and, and immediately are, are sprinting back trying to get in position. Now, to their credit, I think the U.S. is able to shift over and really shut down a lot of the danger right here. Uh, the Wales attacker attempts to play this ball across to this other Wales attacker attacking the near post, but he misses it completely. Uh, his ball instead falls kind of harmlessly through the U.S. box, eventually meeting Gareth Bale, who has his back to goal. Uh, but unfortunately, the, the, just the worst moment of the game for the U.S., uh, Walker Zimmerman, the, the guy who's just been Mr. Reliable for the U.S. throughout World Cup qualifying, just kind of loses it for a second and goes right through Gareth Bale. Uh, a clear penalty in the box. One of those really unfortunate penalties where the U.S. really wasn't in any danger, but Walker Zimmerman elected to go through him anyway. Uh, Gareth Bale is able to convert the shot, and it's one to one Wales. A really, really tough moment for the U.S. because throughout this game, Wales just did not generate a lot of scary moments for 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 their uh, for their attack. Uh, there just didn't seem to be any goal scoring opportunities in this for Wales outside of potentially getting something off of a cross. You know, they weren't really creating any dangerous moments. It really felt like the U.S. was going to run this one out. On the flip side, the U.S. was getting into some really dangerous positions and just kind of letting it float away, man. Just just really making poor decisions in, in important moments um, and really not putting away whales whenever they absolutely had them. They absolutely had them on a platter uh, and they just just fail to to capitalize on those moments. In the 87th minute, we get another controversial moment where uh, Jordan Morris is brought on. Once again, if Gio Reyna was able to go, absolutely bring in Gio Reyna. But in lieu of Gio Reyna, I think I, I understand where um, where Berhalter was coming from, bringing in Jordan Morris. He's absolutely a guy that can go up and win balls. And I think we immediately saw that coming off of the substitution where uh, Matt Turner plays a ball to the right flank. Uh, where Jordan Morris and Haji Wright had uh, overloaded a bit, and the U.S. are able to win this second ball right away. Unfortunately, nothing comes of this, but it, you can see that the, there, there was, you know, there was at least something here for the U.S. Later on, the last really important moment of the match, in the 90th minute plus 10 extra time minutes, Wales plays a ball over the top. You know, for so much of the discourse coming into this game was about the speed of the back line for the U.S. Uh, would we get beat over the top? This is the first moment where we see that potentially happen, uh, where Tim Ream is, is, is attempting to run with a Welsh attacker. Uh, the ball over the top brings out Matt Turner, who heads it clear. At least he thinks it's clear. Unfortunately, it falls to the worst person it could possibly fall to uh, for the U.S., and that is Gareth Bale. Gareth Bale picks up the ball. He sees Tim Ream far away from the box. He sees a wide-open goal, and he sees glory for Wales. Uh, fortunately, the man closest to Gareth Bale was Kellen Acosta, a man for the U.S. who's accustomed to the dark arts, who knows a thing or two about coming up big in these situations and making the smart play, if not the cynical play. He pulls down Gareth Bale. He gets a yellow card, but he saves the draw for the U.S. So that's more or less the recap, and it is, it is a frustrating one for the U.S. because it felt like it felt like we did everything we needed to do to win that game. It came down to Walker Zimmerman kind of losing his mind for a second and, and really giving Wales a lifeline whenever I don't think that had it not been for that, I just don't feel like they're scoring a goal. Now on the flip side, we can see that there were a lot of moments where the U.S. could have taken advantage of Wales, both in the first half and the second half. There were moments where the U.S. disorganized Wales, where they had them on the run, and they either 
played a bit too slow, didn't play the pass, played the wrong pass, just missed out, didn't have the technical ability to pull it off in the right moment, um, and just let a lot of potential opportunities go by the wayside. I know a lot of people, whenever they analyze games, they look at these moments and they say, okay, well, the U.S. failed to create any goal-scoring opportunities. That's the issue. Why aren't they creating goal-scoring opportunities? For me, I, I usually tend to look at a step further back. I've seen it described many different ways. I saw a statistic recently called um, expected threat. Expected threat is this statistic that measures whenever a ball is in the position and the attack is in the position that can lead to a goal scoring opportunity. And, and it measures whether or not the attack can actually capitalize on that threatening position. And I felt like the U.S. were able to get the ball in threatening positions throughout the game. But the decision making once we got into those threatening positions was just absolutely lacking. And it's very frustrating because, you know, we play a better ball here and a better ball there. We make a better decision here or there. And I think it easily could have been two, maybe three goals for the U.S. And we could have cruised our way uh, to this victory and just been in a lot better position to face England and potentially move on to the round of 16. Now we're facing an uphill battle. We almost certainly have to get a result against England. Uh, we're going to have to go for a tie or something and then go balls to the wall against Iran on the last day. This means that we, we aren't going to be able to rotate all that much. And it also means that Wales, on the flip side, is going to be able to play Iran next and potentially have an England game where England, it's a dead rubber match for them. They'll already have the group sewn up, uh, so they might not be playing as hard as they would otherwise. Uh, so it's a very scary position for the U.S. moving forward. Now, we've been in this position in a World Cup before, and we've come out of it. Uh, anything can happen in the World Cup, and I think we've seen that uh, through this opening round of games with a lot of matchups that haven't gone as we've expected them to. Soccer is a frustrating game, man. Sometimes the better team gets punished and the poorer team gets rewarded. I don't know if that's necessarily the case in this game. I think you can argue that this this was a, uh, a fair result based on the play. I think you can argue that a lot of the U.S.'s dominance in the first half was Wales giving them that, uh, was Wales allowing them to have the ball and hoping they would make a mistake. And then in the second half, um, a lot of the U.S.'s struggles came from Wales pushing forward um, and create, making it more uh, difficult for the U.S. to possess the ball. Uh, but on the flip side, the U.S. were able to carve Wales open a few times, but just could not come through with the ball before the final ball in order to create those scoring opportunities and really punish Wales. A, a frustrating game because I feel like the U.S., uh, did what they needed to do to win the game. They had them where they wanted them, um, and it just didn't go well. Uh, such as soccer, that is that is not a unique thing in the game of soccer. Uh, sometimes you can have 20 shots on goal, and the opposition has one, and their one goes in, and yours doesn't. And that's just the way that things go sometimes in this game. Um, however, uh, there, I think there's a lot of good to take from this. I, I think we see uh, the U.S. creating opportunities that can lead to goals. And if we're just if we could just clean it up a little bit, man, uh, I think we we can be potentially uh, see some good soccer, potentially give England a run, um, and potentially come out of this group and, and go into the round of 16. And then from there, who the hell knows what's going to happen. Now, there are some scary things to address. The health of Gio Reyna, what's going on there? Weston McKinney obviously bothered with something in his leg uh, following this game. Eunice Musa looked dead dog tired after this game. A lot of our important players went 90 minutes. Um, this is It's going to be a war of attrition. And I think we know that the U.S., while they have a strong maybe 15 players, 
beyond that, the bench is not very strong. So uh, having players healthy and, and able to go 90 is going to be an important thing for the U.S. throughout this World Cup. We got the important matchup coming up, England, the big game, the game we've had circled for a long time, a game that, that a lot of these players are going to be very familiar with the opposition that they're going up against. It's going to be really important for the U.S. to not lose that game and just keep things open uh, moving forward. So that's my take on this game. I'm curious to hear what you have to say about it. What did you think about the way that things went down? And, and what are your thoughts about the, how, how the U.S. is going to perform throughout this tournament moving forward? Let me know in the comment section. As always, si puede hablar espanol. Déjame un comentario en espanol. You can get all of these videos in podcast form with the Yank Report podcast. Just search Yank Report anywhere you get your podcast. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, if you want to support the channel, you can absolutely subscribe. Hit that like button. You can also become a member to directly support the channel. Shout out to all the tier two members that really helped get this thing going. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. My name is Sam, and this is the Anchor Report brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.